Hi, everyone. Welcome to the first podcast episode of Of the Comics, By the Comics, For the Comics. My name is Pat Truer. I'm going to be your host. We say first podcast episode because during the old pandemic, this actually started as a live virtual show that we recorded in which we would bring together five comedians from around North America to share their material as well as have essentially a live green room, a discussion amongst comedians in which we'd all share stories about different experiences in comedy. And now we thought, you know, let's do as comedians do and make this a podcast, but more importantly, make it available to everyone to listen to whenever they can. We really, the goal was to have fun, create laughter, and uh, also just hopefully it, it provides some uh, valuable information to anybody who's, who's thought about comedy and hasn't pursued it yet or, or you have pursued your dream and you are somewhere along that path. There's a lot of great information, a lot of combined experiences. So uh, we're going to get right to the episode. On today's episode, we have an uh, amazing lineup of comedians with Andrew Arolfo, Kelvin Evans, Jeannie Dugan, Mary Gallagher, and Steve Solberg. Not only are we going to hear some of their material, but during this show, we're going to cover topics of converting from live to Zoom comedy, performing on Conan, and of course, Penis Zoom Bombs. So you're going to hear another introduction because these were previously recorded episodes, and I just needed to set the stage so you know exactly what you're getting into. I hope you enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the first podcast version of Of the Comics, By the Comics, For the Comics. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Of the Comics, By the Comics, For the Comics. I'm your host, Pat Truer. <laughs> oh, boy, am I excited about today's, uh, this evening's episode. It is uh, Thursday, February 21st, 2021. We have five amazing performers from all around the country here to entertain you, ladies and gentlemen, but realistically, also to entertain us. Uh, so uh, the format of the show, pretty simple. The first half of the show, we're going to talk to every each comedian, see what they've been doing, hear a little bit of their material. And then the second half of the show is going to be a, a, a round table about comedy. And so I'm very excited to uh, coming to you from my house, uh, which is the uh, art deco barn. I, uh, I am happy to say that uh, I am on the tail end of COVID. So for everybody who sent messages, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, a lot of people talk, I didn't, I didn't lose my sense of smell or taste. Uh, what I did do was give it to my girlfriend, uh, which is awesome <laughs> because, uh, she's going to remind me about it every day for the rest of my life. And that's probably <laughs> the worst part of having COVID. So I'm very fortunate and, uh, and happy about that. So, uh, you know what? I just want to get it started. I want to, I want to, we got such amazing people on this show. We are going to get right into it. So, uh, our first performer, Jeannie Dugan out of Chicago, Illinois, uh, Jeannie and I, have never met. Uh, in fact, uh, we've become quite good virtual friends. She's a better virtual friend than most of my real life friends, which is wonderful. And I know some of you are watching. I don't care. Uh, so Jeannie is a fantastic performer uh, based in Chicago, Illinois. She's got a massive list of credits. And uh, Jeannie, I'm so glad that you're on the episode. Uh, Jeannie has a couple kids at home. She used to be a teacher. And uh, Jeannie, my question for you is, uh, how has the remote learning been uh, this year during the pandemic? Pat, I'm, I'm glad you asked me that because it's, <laughs> I, have, I have three teenagers, if that tells you anything. So I want to know, it, it's not going well. And any parent that's dealing with remote learning knows where I'm coming from with this. Here's what I want to know after all this. When is Pandora Charms going to come out with like the charm bracelet 
for remote learning to like champion us through it. You know, like you get the little baby first step charm bracelet. Where's the one that has a little Google Chromebook and a wine glass? Where's going to be that charm bracelet? Because that's what I need. I need it right next to my Pandora charm bracelet for the first time I had a drug test my 15 year old. That just a little That's what we need, Pandora. And if see if you have teenagers, you are, you know exactly what I'm. You're like, how is she even functioning sober right now? It's not easy because if you don't have teenagers, let me just tell you what you're missing with these magical creatures. Having teenagers at home is somebody constantly telling you that you're the most embarrassing person on the planet, and they smell like a goddamn petting zoo. That is. Key. <laughs> And then they're also asking you for twenty dollars. That's if you borrow the car. I'm like, you smell like a goat's butthole. You're not getting in my car. Get away from me. That's it. I, I hate to be real, but it is. And Pat, let me tell you something too. It does look like you're coming from an inside of a sauna right now. I love it. Um, but I want like, it's like a 1970s sauna. I'm just waiting for like a man in a speedo to walk past you. Um, and I, I laughed when you said you gave it to your girlfriend and then I feel bad, but I want you to know that I've gotten so many worse diseases from my boyfriends in the past. So don't sweat it in that sauna that you're in. I'm, I'm just waiting for this to be over. There's like a lot of things that I miss with, I'm sure most everybody does. Like I do miss going to my kids, like sports games and stuff and they're older I mean here's the thing my oldest son runs like a piano player and uh, <laughs> and my youngest son I love him I do but he's not the sharpest needle in the clinic when he was <laughs> when he was six years old I tried to teach him how to dial 911 in case of an emergency it took three weeks three weeks for him to memorize three numbers. That is one number a week. Do you get where I'm coming from? And he, goes like, <laughs> he goes, nine, nine, one, mom. And I'm like, buddy, you got two ones in there. And then he goes, nine, nine, mom. I'm like, oh my, you gotta be shitting me. Are you kidding? <laughs> Do you get the gravity of this situation? If my house ever caught on fire, I got one son that can't run for help. <laughs> that can't call for help. <laughs> Chances are, I don't know if I'm going to be sober enough to get anybody out of the house. It's going to be on the news. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> but I do like when they were little and they were cute playing sports. The one that runs like a piano player, let me just, have you ever seen Elton John run? It's... <laughs> <laughs> But when they were little, like I started them in basketball when they were like six. And if you have never watched six years olds play basketball, it's just 40 minutes of defensive coaches screaming, get your hands up, get your hands up. It's like watching an episode of Cops. That's what it is. <laughs> but I do, I've been trying to like, I've been trying to get healthy and stay healthy during this pandemic. And one of my friends convinced me to try a personal trainer. And I now look at all these comics I'm on a show with. You're all like young and in shape. <laughs> I'm sure some of you guys have tried a personal trainer, but I had no idea what I was getting into. It was my friend recommended their trainer, Tony. So I give Tony a try because I had an extra $125 an hour laying around. <laughs> $125 an hour. And this piece of human garbage handing me a jump rope. I said, Tony, 
I, I don't want to be here already. Why the hell would you give me something that I could use to commit suicide with right out of the box? $125 an hour. I'm expecting liposuction, Tony, even if it's just on one leg. You know, I will drag my other big ass leg back when I got that other $125 saved up. And then this, this punk had the nerve to say to me, Jeannie, what are your goals? I was like, my goals, Tony? Okay, how about we talk about you moving out of your mom's basement? How about we start there? How about that? Because I like here, I get that I'm never going to be a size four again, and I'm absolutely <laughs> fine with that. 14 again is what I meant to say. <laughs> I just want to take off the weight I put on during the holidays because I'm going to be honest, this year was Columbus Day. It just pushed me over the edge. <laughs> I don't want Arbor Day to roll around. Guys, I'm Jeannie Dugan. Thanks for letting me kick it off. It was a blast. All right, Jeannie Dugan. Fantastic job, Jeannie. Uh, yeah, Jeannie, you're right. Uh, I I used to be overly sensitive about like anytime, if I made out with a girl, I thought I must have contracted an STD and I'd immediately go to my doctor and I'd get a test or I'd go to Planned Parenthood. And I would do this often so much that I'd work myself into a tailspin and I wouldn't leave my house for like two weeks at a time. So when COVID came, when COVID came out, I, <laughs> like, wait a minute, you, you just get a test, you get the results within 24 hours and you just have to stay inside of your house for 24. That's, I can do that. That's easy. That's no problem at all. So, okay. We don't need to get into that. <laughs> all right. So our next performer, I'm very excited to bring on Andrew Rolfo is coming out of Southern California. I was introduced to Andrew via means of Erica Rhodes uh, a long time ago. And Andrew has been just a wonderful addition to all the virtual shows we've been doing. Uh, and so uh, Andrew, you. it's been just a real pleasure to, to work with you. And, oh, thank you. Uh, I want to ask you, buddy, uh, have you had the chance to visit family uh, during the old pandemic? Uh, yeah, not much, not much, uh, just because, you know, the whole thing. But I did just recently go to my mom's like uh, for the holidays. And uh, did you know, did you know this, that they make bleach cleaning wipes in the same packaging as wet wipes for your butt? Did you know that? <laughs> Did you know that? And did you know my mom puts both of those things next to each other in the bathroom? Wild. Why would she, why would she do that? <laughs> I did make the mistake. I did make the mistake. Um, it didn't hurt at all. But uh, at one point, I was just like, why does it smell like I'm cleaning an empty pool right now? This is so weird. This is, I don't like this. But uh, But that's just like, that's my mom. She's like a real goofy, goofy lady. Like she's having a lot of fun during this whole pandemic thing, just because she gets to work from home and she's doing crafts a lot. She likes that kind of stuff. She like made masks for the whole family. That was like her thing this whole time. And uh, I'm okay with it. Free masks. She made one for me though. That was the American flag on the front. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Why did you make this one? And she was like, oh, so when you wear it out, people won't be like racist towards you and i was like okay that's that's fine but they can still see my eyes so i don't know if that's the the best <laughs> the best way you know uh, <laughs> and i know <laughs> this is good i know Judy was messing with you because you look like you're in a sauna when i clearly look like i'm in an asian bathhouse right now <laughs> i look like i'm in the tub <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah that's just my mom my mom's just like a real goofy lady like that she's she's an immigrant my mom's a, my mom's an immigrant um 
so we kind of in a way came up as americans together that was like our kind of thing uh like she only recently she got her driver's license and then like two weeks ago she started uh vaping so it's been it's been real fun <laughs> getting to watch her grow up as a young lady uh yeah she told me she wanted to go to edc that was cool uh but yeah she's like a new driver so she's not good at it at all <laughs> Like I saw her get into a car accident. She uh, knocked down a telephone pole. Uh, yeah, power went out on the whole block. Uh, she was very upset about it. Nothing wrong with the car, which was cool. But uh, she come up. She comes out of the car, real shook up, and was like, "What? Well, what do we? What do we do?" And I was like, "Well, I have to take your vape for at least a month. You don't get to do that anymore, young lady." Uh, no, but it was like it was like a huge issue. So I was like. Uh, we have to call the fire department or the police or whatever. And this is why I'm so proud of my mom and why I know she has never been in any real trouble before, because before the cops had got there, she had bounced. So that was, that was cool. She knew what to do. She knew what to do. Uh, <laughs> but that's like been a goal of mine. Like this year is to just be, I guess, more aware of like injustice in society, you know, be, be more woke. You have to, I believe you have to. And I, I, I don't know, how to solve a lot of the issues, but I, I, I have some, some thoughts like gentrification, huge issue. I don't really know how to solve it, but I think I have a way to make it just easier on the community. I feel like if you want to gentrify a neighborhood, you must at least be jumped in by the gang that occupies that neighborhood. I do believe that because, because then you get that brunch spot, but it's still crip owned, you know, that's, <laughs> that's cool. No, no, no bloody Mary's on the menu though. You know that. Uh, right because if you want to get that whole foods well guess what young susan has to have a quinceanera i believe that i think that'd be fun i don't know i i can say i do i grew up in the bay area that's where i grew up um and i do consider myself a, a very progressive person and i i think the the bay is 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 very progressive but i think it might be a little bit too progressive right now like i don't feel like our dogs should have the right to vote but you know i feel like that's where we're going right now um, but as progressive as we are out there it, it we do have like this weird type of racism that's like it's it's slick you know like if you don't pay attention you won't catch it kind of kind of stuff like someone will say something racist to you but you won't even know it's racist until you're like 10 blocks away does that make any sense like I remember I was walking home one night and an, an older lady comes up to me she's like hey i love your heaven handle and I was like, oh, wow, thank you. But I don't know what that is. And she was like, oh, of course you do. It's your hair. It's for when you go to heaven. Buddha has something to pick you up with. Yeah. And it wasn't until I got home to her, I was like, what did that lady say? Excuse me? I didn't like that at all. But that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to help out my community, right? Like, this is what I did. My girlfriend she is white i did that for the culture you know just because <laughs> we saw white women getting kind of wild calling the cops on black and brown people for no reason so it's like okay then if i get one that's just me keeping one off the streets you know and that's how i help out my community right just when we go on walks in park she's got these little muzzles on her hands so she can't use that phone and i just gotta make sure every day she's not going around telling people she's a black lady so uh <laughs> It may not be the funniest joke to end on, but it is the most truthful one. So look at yourself. Uh, uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Pat. Thank you so much. All right, absolutely. Thank you, Andrew. Andrew Arolfo, fantastic.
Andrew, I know that I, uh, I'm not woke because the first time I ever heard, uh, I thought someone was mispronouncing a fast Asian casual restaurant. Like, I, I wish that was a joke. <laughs> oh man. All right. Our next performer is coming out of uh, Utah and I met him because, uh, when the pandemic started, I did an Instagram live show called comedians in quarantine having cocktails. And I just reached out to him randomly. I reached out to a lot of random men on the internet this past year. <laughs> <laughs> and and he was gracious enough to uh, to accept and then he became a, a guest a couple times and he started doing virtual shows with us and it's just been steve it's been awesome having you on shows man so his name's steve nice. solberg and uh, and steve i know you've done a lot of virtual shows uh what is your favorite virtual show experience during the pandemic so i mean they're all weird i hope that's okay to admit but it's all <laughs> feel kind of weird uh but i did one that was um I, I did one that was uh, multi, like national. My little brother lives in Abu Dhabi. So we did a show that was in Abu Dhabi, Italy, and London, like all at the same time. And that was awesome to like get the different take of like how this whole pandemic is shaping out for wherever you live in the world. Um, and I ended up talking to the people from London after the show for a little while after uh, but there's like a little bit of a problem that I have that when I talk to people with accents, uh, this little thing in the back of my head, uh, just goes, uh, do it. And, uh, <laughs> like, I can't not do it. Like, and they're like saying, so in the U S with COVID and I'm like, yes, COVID, talk about it. Tell me more about Corona. Like it's so tempting to just mimic them and I can't help it. I'm like, I'm gonna do an impression of you in front of your face. Will you like it? And they usually do not. <laughs> it's uh, it's never a nice thing to do, but I don't know, I, I'm a parrot or something. Like I, I walked into a store one time and the greeter guy goes, hello. So parrot brain goes, hello. <laughs> and he thought he made a friend. Like I copied him really well. And he's like, oh, fantastic, where you from? And I was like, Seattle. <laughs> like, uh, you don't talk like you're from Seattle. No, I don't. <laughs> like, I didn't know how to get out of it. He's like, what? And I'm like, what? What? I, like, I, I eventually, I was like, I'm sorry. I don't know why I was doing that. Uh, I, I talk like this. Uh, to be fair, you started it first. You're weird. You're the problem. <laughs> like, I didn't know how to fix it. I, I feel like everybody mentions this. This is where I sleep. What are you looking at? This is, uh, this is where comedy starts for me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Everybody's doing different. Pat, you, you giving your girlfriend COVID. Andrew's girlfriend, she's white. My girlfriend's Indian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're on to the part uh, of our relationship where we just are doing stupid stuff together. Do you ever get to that relationship where you're like, hey, let's try to pick each other up. Like, and... <laughs> and it's fun. I don't know why it's fun. I think there's a level of love that you get to where you're like, that'd be funny if we were acted like we were five. But she doesn't like to be picked up as much as I do. For some reason, I'm the one who wants to be held in her arms. Uh, Non-traditional, I guess. But she does this thing, and I don't understand the physics of this, where she just goes like, and all of a sudden she's like, her mass like i can't lift her <laughs> I'm like you're easy to lift and then i don't know the physics of how this works 
but you can make your body heavy. I don't know if you've ever done that where you just, <laughs> I want to figure that out. And I, I feel like there's a lot more science to it. I feel like if we were to study the physics of how to make yourself heavy, like maybe eventually we would find out the inside of a black hole is just like a grumpy alien who's like, don't let me out. And then gravity is just attractive. <laughs> I don't know. I thought a lot about weird things during the pandemic, uh, mostly about uh, how I can best follow arrows at the grocery store. Because uh, those just showed up. That was just <laughs> like, nobody said that on the news. Nobody was like, by the way, there's going to be arrows guiding every step for the rest of your life. They were just, they just showed up. I was like, oh, there's rules. There's rules on the floor now. <laughs> and you were always like, but I just want that, that peanut butter right there. I could I could get it and if they were like no no don't don't step across that line go down the other aisle all the way down to the end and come on back just make a quick little six mile loop and come on back to where you were two feet because if you were to cross that threshold you know COVID would have just been ah, I got you you know would have totally known and so you always but I try to follow the floor rules uh i don't know i'm a rule follower i guess but uh do you ever get into the aisle and they're not following the rules you see somebody coming at you against the flow and it's this weird like standoff where you're just looking at each other like oh <laughs> uh, there ain't six feet enough for the both of us partner like what do you do <laughs> like it's even more cowboy because you're both in bandanas you know and i figured out the person who gets the aisle, uh, the Wild West has not changed. It's still whoever's quickest on the draw. And uh, so you just look at them and then just, if you could be like <coughs> the fastest, then you get the aisle. Whoever's, <coughs> they're like, oh, you get the aisle, my friend. <laughs> that joke would be true if I had the courage to cough in public right now. <laughs> but anyways, that's life. All right. That's life. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right. See Solberg, everybody. That's fantastic, Steve. I felt like when the pandemic first hit, I would walk down the street and everyone walking the other way was just playing an involuntary game of chicken. It's like the only time yeah. I've ever won in my life. Uh, okay, great, Pat. Uh, <laughs> I'm very excited about another, another I'm managing a fantasy football league of virtual friends here. Uh, another person I have not had the pleasure of meeting in person, but was uh, introduced to me uh, via Brian Kylie, who's a fantastic comedian. Her name is Mary Gallagher. And Mary, I've gotten to know your comedy a bit, but I just was embarrassed to say, I don't realize, I realized that, I don't know, where are you originally from? Uh, I'm from the Bay Area. Uh, Green Bay. Oh. It's a little different <laughs> than Andrew's progressive town. But um, yes, Green Bay is my my first town, my first love. Hey, Bay. I, um, I'm from Wisconsin, but I had to leave because I'm lactose intolerant. And I used to go to the football games there. All the kids had cheese on their head. I had hummus. <laughs> and we have those we have those bumper stickers, too, that say save the Bay, you know, but they're not about pollution there because Aaron Rodgers just got engaged and that is not the ring the Packers were looking for <laughs> at all. so it's just not quite the same um I, I'm a woman and that is in right now I'm sure a lot of you guys know uh what else about me I'm also straight 
because I can't have everything, <laughs> you know. Uh, recently, though, a really good-looking guy asked me, he said he'd like to make dinner for me. And I said, great, I will send Postmates over to pick it up, you know. <laughs> you can watch me eat it live online. Just a new streaming show called Merry Bites. I think it's going to be big. Um, I'm, I'm also an actor, but I feel like saying that right now during the pandemic is kind of like saying, you know, because I cut the sleeves off my t-shirts, I'm a fashion designer, you know, <laughs> but I am on this uh, Netflix TV show called Prank Encounters. I've never seen the show because I don't have that Netflix password that America shares. <laughs> if any of you guys have it, if you could just put it down below in the chat that would be great um this is my new fake leather forever faking 21 jacket <laughs> and i hope i look okay and i never know what to wear to these because well when i was a kid my mother never bought me any cool clothes she would actually say to me uh why not just pick and wear something out of my closet okay i'd show up to fifth grade in a 45 year old women's business suit <laughs> the kids were like we got a sub <laughs> i was the only fifth grader who could buy teenagers beer <laughs> i grew up in the 80s and i'm sure that um now the store sears is fantastic but in the 80s that was like an acronym for so everyone always remembers you suck any clothes from there a little tip for parents um don't buy your kids clothing at the same place where you can get a tractor trailer hitch <laughs> not the same i i you guys remember the izod alligator shirts that were so popular all all i ever wanted was just one alligator shirt but my mother got me the much less popular armadillo shirt from sears <laughs> yeah I'm assuming it was from Sears because Pep Boys doesn't have a shirt. <laughs> but I thought I thought I was so smart because what I did is I took the armadillo off and then I went to the thrift store and I got an old man's alligator shirt and I took off the alligator and I put it where the armadillo was and I went to school and I thought, oh, I'm wearing an Izod. But then Katie Flamanowitz said, why is your alligator on the wrong side? I was like, uh, I don't know, walked over there, you know? <laughs> Those hard-hitting questions from Katie Flamanowitz landed her a job at MSNBC now these days, so good for her. <laughs> good for her. Um, I have just one child because of that law in China, and <laughs> my daughter is 14 now. She tells me everything. I say, please stop. <laughs> but... We're doing okay with the pandemic. She's really good about it. Um, she likes to keep uh, six feet between us and two closed doors. So, but uh, it's flattering because sometimes when we're together, people say we look like sisters. It's such a compliment to me, you know, but it's kind of a slam to her. <laughs> I told her she's got to start just dressing more her own age and stop wearing my mother's 45 year old women's business suit for sure. Hey, thank you. Thanks, you guys. All right. Mary Gallagher. Fantastic, Mary. Thank you so much. That's wonderful. Uh, our next performer, Kelvin Evans, I, uh, I met, and Steve was talking earlier about virtual shows being all over. 
We met on a uh, Instagram live virtual show that was being hosted out of South Africa by a friend in Chicago. Uh, I was in Colorado and Kelvin, I believe, was in Los Angeles at the time. Uh, And that's how we met. And then Kelvin was on Comedians in Quarantine getting having cocktails. And so super excited to have Kelvin on the show. Kelvin, we uh, we joke around every so often on shows before the show about the current state of the world. And obviously the big news this year is the vaccine. How do you feel about the vaccine, sir? Um, before I get into the vaccine, I just want to say thank you, um, for in celebration of Black History Month for putting me at the end of the running order. So I really appreciate you, um, <laughs> keeping with the theme of Black History Month. Um, maybe a hundred years I can kick the show off, but, um, <laughs> no, um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, this Honestly, this is not even a joke. Like, this is like, like I'm like on the fence about like getting the vaccine because like, like, because the test, the test is so bad. Like I, I had to take a test to go out of the country and and they stuck a, a Q-tip so far. Like, like, you know, you ever taste, like I tasted TV static. Like, I don't know how that happened, but it was like TV <laughs> static. And when they pulled it out, like I, I, I just, it was, I knew I couldn't remember something. They took two memories out of my brain. I don't know what it is. I, I feel like, that's how deep they was in my head. But like now it's like with the vaccine, I'm trying to figure out like, do I want to, do I want to take the vaccine? And I was watching the news. I wake up every morning, I watch the news and it's like vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. And then this past week or last week, I turned on the news and they were talking about Mars. And I was like, okay, I'm not taking the vaccine because, because white people finna leave. When I saw like they landed, I'm like, white people finna leave anyway. So it don't even matter if I take the vaccine because they go, they going to Mars. Like Elon Musk, Built a Greyhound bus spaceship that holds a hundred people. They go like, why would I even bother? Because everybody, like everybody, about to leave. They going to they going to Mars. So I'm not I'm not taking the vaccine. And um, I feel like I feel like as soon as they get a like as soon as that as soon as they get power to the Whole Foods or the the, the Trader Joe's on Mars, it's over. Like y'all, <laughs> it don't even it don't even matter. Like because we're gonna decrease the population. I told you it wasn't a joke. This this is what I think. <laughs> At this point, it's just a conspiracy theory. Like I'm like, I'm not I'm not getting the vaccine. I'm I'm over COVID. I'm just over COVID, man. It's 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 weird, man. Like 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 you were saying, like you like COVID. Like why why as people are we do we think that COVID only acts in certain areas? Like I did a comedy show and it was like, all right, but once you sit down, you can take them. Like COVID is in the air. Like it's not. <laughs> It's not in sections. Like it, it ain't like the COVID don't have any understanding of boundaries. Because if it did, it would stay in 2020 and not came. These are not jokes. Like at this point, I'm just talking. Like I don't even. I've been in the house day in and day out. I'm just watching TV, researching things that don't matter. Um, I, I don't know if y'all know this, but Ray Charles has 12 kids. Did y'all, did y'all know this? Anybody know this? 12, 12 kids. I'm not making this up. Stevie Wonder. 10 kids. I'm not making this up. This is stuff I learned during quarantine. If you are blind and can play a piano and sing, you fucking. I don't know if I can say fucking. But you are. <laughs> That's what you're doing. That's 10, 12. Come on, man. If you blind, play a piano and whatever this is right here, you are. You and I was like, man, that's cool. That's cool. And then I thought about it a little further. And I was like, no, it's not because because they can't fact check those kids. They don't know if, like, you blind. Somebody come to you and be like, you got a baby on the way. You're like, okay, cool, cool. They're like, what they look like? They look like you. All right, bet, bet, okay, all right. Like, you can't, you don't know what you look like. 
Stevie Wonder first daughter was born. He wrote the song "Isn't She Lovely." Y'all know this song. Isn't she lovely? I think he was just asking questions. Is she lovely? Is she wonderful? Is that is that my baby? I can't I can't see shit. Somebody please <laughs> please help me out. I don't know what I look like. And then whoever Stevie wanted to handle is, they let his dread, they let his locks get to like start at the back. I'm like, you can't trust nobody around you like that. Every like he he in his heart, he like this don't feel right, but they like trust the Steve. You look great. He like, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> it's a weird that's just weird, man. I, I'm back in Chicago and I'm gonna say this. Um being because I, I was in LA for two years and being back in Chicago now is it, like taboo to say in LA, but I'm not a fan of plastic surgery. And that's my own personal belief. Like if, if you like if you had something messed up and you're just trying to get it like straightened out, I understand. But if you're doing it for vanity reasons, I'm not a fan of it because I feel like I feel like we need ugly people. And I'm not saying that in a in a in a bad way. I just feel like I feel like ugly people advance society by leaps and bounds. Like uh, think of all the greatest people in the, in, the, in the world ever. They all been ugly. Like beautiful people don't, don't do nothing. They just reap the benefits of being beautiful. We accept them at face value, literally. <laughs> And we just want to be around them. We don't say nothing. We don't hold them to no standards. Like, for instance, uh, Angelina Jolie, beautiful woman, gorgeous. She's so beautiful. Nobody ever told her her entire career that her lips were chapped. Nobody ever went to her and said, hey, yo, yo, you know what? Don't worry about it. Don't, no, nah, just, no, nah, keep being, keep doing it. But ugly people have to do amazing things to reap those same benefit, benefits. Like, like Steve Jobs, he was a weird, skinny dude. He wore turtlenecks beyond turtleneck being in fashion. And he was sitting around thinking, what up? Because that's what you got to do when you're ugly. You got to think, what can I what can I do to get that same? And he was sitting around like, man, what if I had all my music in my pocket? And we got iPhones and iPads and all these, like this Apple technology changed the world. I understand how we have phones. Jeff Bezos, bald head, weird looking motherfucker, right? He's sitting around ugly thinking to himself, what if I just stay my ugly ass at home and shop? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, it, changed, it changed how we, it changed how we get things. <laughs> Do y'all do y'all think if Harriet Tubman was beautiful, she would have saved as many slaves as she did? <laughs> no, don't do that. If Harriet Tubman was beautiful, she'd be a footnote in the history books about some slave that had a bunch of mixed kids. But she wasn't. She was ugly, and she was enslaved, and she was looking around, and she was like, "What if I left?" And she did. She left. And she, <laughs> she left. She came back, and she saved hundreds, thousands of slaves. That was unprecedented at the time. It was so amazing. We forgot how she looked and almost put on a $20 bill. And they put <laughs> that sample note out. And they was like, yo, who the fuck is this? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean it's Photoshop? <laughs> I'm going to lose my job. <laughs> <laughs> we need ugly people, man. <laughs> I don't know why I'm out on time, but I think I'm done. I think that's <laughs> all right, Kelvin. That was fantastic, Kelvin. Thank you so much. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, we're doing the second half of the show. And uh, so now we're going to open it up. So community, all of you will be on the screen. It's just, and uh, we're just going to get to hear about what everybody's uh, been doing this year in regards to comedy. And so, uh, you know, Steve was talking about how he did a virtual show. And he was mimicking uh, his audience members. Uh, but I'd love to open it up to everybody. What, what have been some of your uh, memorable or just funny stories to you from some of the virtual shows that you've done this year? There's been so many of them. I just remember the first one just feeling like I don't I don't want to do this. Like this is going to be the worst <laughs> experience in the history of experiences. And I, I was like sick to my stomach. And now I'm like, if I have to do a live show, I am pissed off that I have to wear pants. Like that I'm I am so spoiled 
by these, like I come in my office and I get to like, just, I don't have to leave. I don't have to drive anywhere. And I don't even live in LA with the crazy traffic, but the virtual shows have been good. I don't really have any terrible, terrible ones. Huh? All right. Yeah. Mary? Yeah, I've really leaned into that feeling too, Jeannie, of like, um, I set up this little space like a soundstage. So like, you know, I get my coffee and I come in here and I sign in. There's no one else here, but I'm like, you know, let's put up signs. Let's keep this place clean, guys. It's just me, but I want to treat it like I'm the producer and I'm running a show. <laughs> I got Zoom bombed a couple of times. Really, Andrew? Yeah, one of the early, like this is early COVID, early like self uh, ISO. This was like when Zoom started, show started, like first thing. Uh, yeah, we like, it was my show too. And we promoted it really well. We got in like the local, like one of the local papers and like the like paper websites in the Bay area. And, uh, a bunch of people came, we didn't know like that was going to happen. And then we didn't even know for like the first, like 10 minutes, it was just like people kind of like talking. And then all of a sudden I see people just, I just see like someone writing, uh, like just a penis on my screen. I was like, Oh, that's. That's interesting. I didn't, I'm not doing that. I didn't know we didn't because we didn't know what Zoom bombing was. You know, we were just like, okay, this is comedy's getting different, you know? <laughs> like I didn't I, I didn't know if like that was some another one of the comics or someone else. But then we and then like uh people just started saying crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. So we just we had to just shut it down. <laughs> we just ended the whole show. Uh, you said a couple of times. So is that more than just that show? So that was the first I've been Zoom bombed twice. And then the the second one, it wasn't my show, so it was actually fun to watch. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was the same same type thing. They but they had it so if they they were good about it, they knew about like kicking people out, muting. Like this is when we did it, we were just like, oh, this is this is how the show goes, I guess. But so we just like ended it. But they they figured it out immediately, and we got to keep doing the show. What did you say to end it? Were you like, hey? Uh... As you can see, there's a penis on my face, so we gotta go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, we, it was it, it was just weird because yeah, some there was multiple people drawing, and then there was like this someone was playing weird like pro Trump music, and then uh, I was just I was like, okay, I have to end the meeting now. But I was only co-host of the meeting, so I ended it, and it was still going. And then I got a text from somebody else in the thing was like, hey, your meeting is still going up for like. This was like for like five minutes. The meeting was still going on. So at that point, it was just like maybe I don't know how many people left, but it could have probably like 100 people still in the room uh, just dealing with it. Like, I don't know why anybody else left. They were just it, it, they were just still in there. They thought stuff was going like to get better, I guess. But and then I ended, and then the, I told my uh, co-host to just end it or whatever, who the, whoever had the account. Andrew, it sounds like you just accidentally merged with my daughter's freshman high school online english class <laughs> what is what is pro trump music sound like uh it was it was weird it was like it, it kind of sounded like um you know kind of like a weird owl parody kind of song but it was saying like uh get rid of hillary and stuff like that and it, it was very weird it was oh, very very weird like a deep southern accent with someone playing a tambourine being like go Choco. <laughs> yeah 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 well i, I don't have a good one. <laughs>
Kelvin, what's been some of your experiences, man? You know what? All of my experiences have been good. I think it's it's weird. I think I bombed like one time, like like bombed to the point where it was just like, and, and it was to the point where I was like clicking pages to see like, is anybody like I was swiping? <laughs> like, is it just this page that I'm looking at? <laughs> and the good thing, the good thing is like, where because it's virtual, you could just log off and never see those people again. I changed my name to a different name. You didn't know what my name was. <laughs> In the midst of it. And the only the only thing I have with, with with doing like online shows is just I just have uh, background insecurity. Like that is just like a thing where I'm just always insecure about my background. Like this <laughs> this green screen thing I'm doing, I'm not I'm ne- I'm never happy with my background. Like I'm looking at y'all, I'm like, oh, man, they got good lighting and everybody like look good. I'm just I'm on, I'm straight to DVD. Like that's what my my background <laughs> straight to DVD um cartoon digital cartoon. You get what I'm saying. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I get it. Kevin, how was your uh adjustment from going uh or for I guess starting virtual when the pandemic started? Was like what did you go through in terms of like going from not doing virtual shows to doing virtual shows? I was I was a for like for a long time I was just like I'm not gonna rush to the I'm not gonna rush to doing virtual. I'm not gonna rush because I was like to me it felt like um it felt like it was like a rush to like I got I got I have to keep performing. It was just like no, let's just take our time. And then after like two months, it got to a point where it was just like you know what, I got all these thoughts in my head, and so I need to talk. So what I did was I didn't just go um, and like do like a Zoom show. I just did live shows. I streamed it on my Instagram and Facebook at the same time. And instead of looking at comments, I turned the phone around and I just treated it like all right, I'm going to mm. say I'm going I'm going to tell jokes the funniest way I can, the best I can. And then when it's over, then I'll talk to people to see how they felt about it. But I did kind of, mm-hmm. I kind of did it in a vacuum where it's like, hey, you're going to watch me just perform comedy um, mm-hmm. in the best form, shape, form, and fashion I can think of. And then we'll figure it out after that. And a lot of jokes ended up sticking. So that's how I transitioned. Did you do, you got Conan, right? You did yeah. Conan last year. Yeah, Congrats. I did. Thank you. I how, how was, how was that? <laughs> it was, it was it was great to be on Conan. I yeah. think for me, it would have been better to walk out on that stage, you know, cause the show was ending, I think this year. Mm. So it would have been great to walk out on the stage, but um, that, that preparation that I did with just talking into a, a camera with no audience, mm-hmm. it, that, 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 that's what came out of that. So it mm-hmm. worked out. So I was, I was happy with it. Um, and it was cool to be on the show. Is, I was, okay. Is, is that your apartment you're doing it in front of? No. they told me to pick a location so i in my mind i'm thinking like it's going to be shot like this real artsy style where it's like i'm walking down the street then it's a cut and then i'm Mm -hmm. like so i'm scouting locations around la like all right i'm gonna walk here (laughs) then i'm gonna get randy's donuts in the background and then i'm gonna be like i'm gonna be on a hollywood walk and they was like nah just just pick like an alley or something there's not a lot of noise (laughs) (laughs) i was like no it's too many it's too much going on around my apartment so uh the producers brother-in-law i was outside of his house i didn't get to okay. go the house he was like just go up the stairs and then come down like you walked out <laughs> okay okay don't come okay. in no. <laughs> i don't even think he was home and it was it was like weird because i i did i did like 13 takes from like do with different camera angles 13 takes oh. and it was like people people like man why does he keep talking about ugly people like he just <laughs> people like coming out like what's going on out here but it, it was cool that was okay. a flawless yeah. set. If, if, yeah, it was great. It was great. It was flawless. It really was, Kelvin. 
I, I can I, imagine it would not be easy, even though you had that preparation to do that with that amount of pressure with Conan's name. And it was really well done. You did fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, and I was thinking about it. It, I, it's, it was kind of a historical set, man, in the terms of history of comedy and the evolution of comedy, because I haven't seen any other comedian. I might have missed one or two, but still, that doesn't discount it that you did that set on well, late night. You did a late night set in a like socially distanced in a pandemic in that mm -hmm. setting solo, just you doing it. Uh, and there's so many career comedians that I've talked to that, that we aren't working with who have not adjusted at all. And we're not, we don't hear anything from them this, this year at all. And you did that. And I think that's a really big deal, man. I thought about that for quite some time. Like, that's a really cool thing about that set, man. You really of like, you were helping that evolution of like of the mm. way things are and like expanding comedy. So it has a bigger reach. And that's yeah. that a big part of it, man. So, so like I'm black history. Is that what you? Is that what you said? And Calvin, you were on a show that day, and I remember it being announced. You know, you said, "Hey, if you guys want to watch me on Conan tonight, do you remember that?" Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, and I was on that show, and I was like, "All right, that's the coolest thing ever to have a show, and then go." Oh, also, you know, you can check me out tonight on Conan. Those 60 people on the Zoom were like, wow. Guys, come on. <laughs> we got them today. Thank you. Stop. Let's go to somebody else. Uh, <laughs> come on. Why don't you tell me? You asked somebody a question. I love that. Uh, <laughs> what do I want to ask? Uh, I'm going I'm to go Steve. Steve, what, what was, what, what, what did you miss? What did you miss uh, about uh, live stand-up shows? That I'm not sure how many virtual shows you've done, but is it anything that you? I, I mean, I assume it's things that you miss, but is it anything that you you just kind of like just made peace with, where it's just like I'm cool with what it is now? <laughs> uh, I mean, the laughs. I miss the laughs. <laughs> but, but I don't know. You could be. I, I I get hard on myself. I'm like ah, I didn't get that many laughs on live shows, anyways. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I and I you know what I miss the the weird. I guess it's funny because when this started, I was like, good. I don't really like, like, I'm not super social, you know, like when I go to the club, I, I like to talk with the comics, but I don't necessarily want to hang out with the audience after the show. And, uh, and so I was like, this is kind of good. Uh, but now I got to admit that I miss like that packed room. And just feeling people almost just like everybody's breathing and it's like tight in there. And you're <laughs> like, yeah, this is great. Which is a weird thing to miss. I never thought I would miss that. But now I'm like, dang it. Because everybody's so, so like, so it, I live in Salt Lake and they're, the club here has shows. Like they're open, but it's like a third of the capacity and so you'll have like a tiny group here, a tiny group there, a tiny group there. And so when you're performing, you feel like you're playing to 30 different tiny audiences. I mean, I've done the local club enough here that I've started to feel like more natural doing that. But when it first started, I was like, this is the opposite of what is good for comedy, you know, because somebody told me a long time ago, they were like, you want everybody to be connected like an electric circuit. And if the audience isn't connected, you're going to have to work those two circuits. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And 
so first time performing during the pandemic live i was like oh okay so 30 different circuits uh yeah so i i don't know i i miss a lot of that and and just like being uh i i guess just being able to like not think about stuff like everything i watch now you see any show or whatever and even if it's pre-pandemic i'm like they're too close what are they doing and i'm like why am i doing this just enjoy the stupid show this is from 1997 who cares but <laughs> i i still find myself being all like weird so i don't know i'm i'm looking forward to normal life and not having like masks everywhere like i have like 50 masks i feel like i'm a clown who's <laughs> like oh yeah i got a mask i got some in the laundry so that this is actually my clean one right now which is <laughs> A little embarrassing how rare I wash these things. That's not good. This is this is a question for everybody. After y'all had like a after y'all kill on a um on like a on a on a, a Zoom show, do you ever like just for like old times go stand by the door of your apartment? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they should be out any minute now. <laughs> oh. no business cards at my computer. <laughs> Uh, no, Kevin, I'm so used to people not talking to me after shows, just just <laughs> pressing anyway. <laughs> I was going to say, when Steve said he doesn't like hanging out with the audience, I was like, does anybody? <laughs> like, I'm scared to death to walk out there. I, I would, that would be frightening. Gary, I think some people do. It's the weirdest thing. Mm -hmm. I, I, don't I, I try, I do not like to, to meet people after the show. And uh, I don't know why it makes me uncomfortable. And, uh, but there are people that enjoy it or they're good. They're like networking and they're, and I'm, I'm like waiting for people to leave so I could use the bathroom. You know? I know. Right. And then if someone tells you they're going to come see you, I'm like, oh, please don't. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't you just, just hear about it. You don't need to see it. Or like, I, I tell them, do not sit anywhere where I can see you. Like tell them you need to sit in the back. I don't want, I don't want to have to see your face. Right. Yeah, it is. But I miss it. I really miss it a lot. I'm looking forward to getting back to it. Can I also just commend Steve? I don't know. I'm so impressed by your background to see a comedian's home without holes punched in the wall. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's very selective. Where I've chosen. <laughs> this is why we all have red curtains. Yeah. Just holes, yeah. right? This is a, yeah. It's a stupid basement that I live in, but uh, yeah, yeah, I've actually the cleanest part of it. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen a home with a with a key rack ever. I knew they existed, but I never <laughs> seen know, one. I, I, this is my this is my too much time stuff. So I I made this. I make stuff. <laughs> that's what I've done during the pandemic is make weird things, lamps and uh, coat racks. So if you need a coat rack, I, maybe I'll come. Oh, that's cool. Visit like you in that. LA and give you a doorknob coat rack. You, you and Andrew's mom can craft it up. Yeah, we <laughs> Andrew, Andrew looks like he's about to be interviewed by Stern any second. <laughs> say that. I was just about to say, like, you know, on Howard Stern. Right? Yeah, I think one of the shows Pat said that, too. That was great. <laughs> now, is that, like, with your setup, is that, like, is that just a corner where you, like, just makeshift? Or oh, that... no, this is, like, in the middle of my living room. <laughs> Like if you were to, so my house is so, my apartment is so weird. I have two front doors that are like, I don't know why. So there's a front door right in front of me right here. And then the actual front door is like, like six feet away. 
so I just put this in front of the other front door. So, but this is like right next to like my couch and like my TV. So if you were to come in my apartment, you'd be like, what is, what is this? This is, <laughs> this is stupid. Is your apartment building an octagon? <laughs> anybody, this is a question for anybody. Is it hard to do these Zoom shows with your significant others or kids like Mary? Is it like, I have to make everybody get off Wi-Fi in my house when I'm doing it. <laughs> Do you guys have any, is it like, Steve, you gotta tell your girlfriend to be quiet or like, what, how is it? I've brought my daughter into the show before. She's come on as a special guest because he's around, but she's always like, can you have my school be canceled because you're doing a show? Like she just wants the <laughs> Wi-Fi to go out so she doesn't have to do online high school. <laughs> so this is a plus for her, me doing something on Zoom. Yeah. Dini, uh, you okay? So you guys all, all we all done shows together. You know, I'm I get very loud and I get very excited about the show, and that's me. That's not an act. That's I I'm really in it. Uh, well, <clears throat> I moved into an office, and the office had very thin walls, which I did not know, and uh, and so I went like three weeks where I was just ripping through shows yelling into the computer as loud as I could. And, uh, and then one day the building manager came and said, we've gotten multiple noise complaints uh, about how loud you are. And then uh, following that, my upstairs neighbor, it's a group of lawyers, just the type of people you want to really get, get into it with in a tenant dispute, uh, start banging on the, on the floor during the middle of a show. And it sounds like a sledgehammer. And so I just you know, kind of hold and I just hold it. And then I ran upstairs right after the show and I, start, I, I banged on the door and uh, the, the secretary was there, or excuse me, administrative uh, person was there. And, <laughs> and, and they say to me, can we help you? I was like, yeah, just see, we seem to have an issue with the noise coming to talk about it like adults instead of stomping on the floor. And, uh, and it, you know, they said, okay, great. And then the guy would not come out of his office to talk to me. Uh, and so then it, it, of course, escalated. And, uh, and, and then now we've had to install massive amounts of soundproofing in between my office and the office above mine, which I had to pay for. <laughs> I would I would pay to see Pat have a confrontation. That's I, I would. I, I, I just want to see what that was like. Yeah, uh, I was smiling. I won't lie. <laughs> like you doing that thing, smiling, but it's like okay, yeah, okay, buddy, okay. I'll get my contract on it right now. Pat, do they know what a good laugher you are? I mean, right. I feel like if they knew that, they'd let it all go. Yeah, I think that, yeah, but so that's, that's it. And that's why I mean, like, I have toned it down slightly just because I'm in a small mountain town and like the only way to get reliable, like really reliable internet is in that office. Otherwise I have to go down to Denver, which is a two hour drive. So, oh, wow. Yeah. But uh, anyways, what, what, Andrew, how about you? Have you had to adjust at all? Uh, no, I don't think my girlfriend likes my comedy anymore anyway. So she's like, <laughs> so she stays in the, she stays in the bedroom when I do these shows. She's every time I put on a zoom, she's like, all right, I'm out. That's a good question for everybody. What's something notable a significant other has said to you about your comedy over the course of your life as a comedian? I don't, have, I don't have a girlfriend anymore, but when I, when I did doing zoom shows, the, the pandemic ruined my relationship. 
don't be sad. That's weird. This <laughs> <laughs> is like, oh no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but like I didn't realize in my jokes how much I yelled. Like I always thought, like I'm just talking, and then she had named the jokes I did. I was like, damn, I, I, I do yell a lot. And, and certain jokes were like punchlines, I yell a lot. And then it was just like, I don't think the neighbors knew I was I was a comedian. <laughs> so in my mind, I'm like, they just think I be I say the same thing. Oh, I yell the same thing. <laughs> so like throughout like each week, I, I just yell the same things through all that. Why is he yelled at all the time? Did you shit and try to cover it up with some Febreze? <laughs> Why does he keep doing that? Why is this? So um, I think that was it. I think I, I didn't realize how much I yelled. So now I'm more aware because I'm like in my apartment in Chicago. And I'm like, I know I know my neighbors here don't know I do comedy. So I try to keep it down. Yeah, I, I actually had the same thing. I, I, my neighbors had no idea. And my office is right in the front of my house, right off of the street. And I live in the south side of Chicago. So we have, you know, typical, we're close to each other, our houses. And I can see people sometimes walking their dog out in front and they kind of look <laughs> my windows, my bay windows right there. And they, they are probably like, what is she do? Why is she yelling at her computer about God knows what? But my family has never really seen, my kids one time went to a show at a bowling alley and Calvin, you were doing a Zoom show with me one time and they heard your voice and they're like, that guy is funny. Now, <laughs> I was on the show, keep in mind. <laughs> remember your light bulb joke and it's their favorite joke. And oh, they wow. recognize your voice, but they don't say anything about mine. <laughs> <laughs> when your friends come to a show and afterwards say, wow, that person after you was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, how about you? Well, uh, not so much a significant other, but my parents are really conservative and they're former Marines. And if they were at a show after every joke, you would just hear, oh, for Christ's sakes, Mary, <laughs> you know, or my dad would be like, I don't give a rat's ass. So I, they can't participate because of that. You know, they wouldn't think it's heckling. They would just think it's their natural speak. <laughs> Andrew, what about you, buddy? Well, uh, my significant other? Significant, or just like so we say someone close to you, just any uh, entertaining comments they've made to you. Oh, uh, no, no. I, the, I, I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, but I don't think, I know I know she likes my comedy, but it's it's she's uh, it's hard to make her laugh. So when I do, I know it's good. So yeah. it's like a good gauge. And she, she just walked in. I hope she didn't <laughs> get upset about that statement. <laughs> Do we ever? Do you ever see her go behind the scrim like a shadow walking by? <laughs> no, no. It's terrifying. I'd be concerned with your safety if I saw that. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, we're we're just about to close out. Uh, Steve, you want to close out with your uh, just something, anything that's stuck Let's in your see, mind? Right? Another. I mean, you know, I've actually not done. I've started doing Zoom shows at other people's uh, studios and stuff like that because they have a cooler setup. And so I, I'm like, uh, I'm going to go do them because they have, you know, curtains or or saunas or whatever. Um, but I found that it's less. So like I, I did one for a corporation where they were like, OK, we're going to have people with a clacker and stuff like that. And that I hated. I didn't think I would. I thought I'd love it because I was like, great, these are going to be entertainment people, but they're not worried about if you're funny. They're worried about doing their job. Yeah. And so I would 
do my joke and like I'm like looking at the guy behind the camera like what'd you did you you don't okay you don't you don't care all right this is <laughs> and I was like was that good was that good and they're like that was great super good which is like what you like when people say a joke is funny I always hate it when they go that's funny I'm like no it's not you have to laugh like if it's funny you're gonna laugh right and so when they go that's funny what they're saying is but not funny enough like to get the, the finish line or whatever but I don't know uh distractions are my favorite if I can have like a dog walk through that's my that's gonna be the best I try to have my dog walk through but he's not he's not with me right now so what kind uh he's well and it's it's actually Sana's dog my girlfriend's dog I even pulled up a picture where is he oh here he is if if this is a good oh it's not gonna focus on him because the... oh wow oh hold on hold on, hold on. yeah well it's not in focus is it he's a koala bear he looks like a little bear he's a shih tzu maltese oh yeah he's adorable i'm sorry he's not in focus but you can imagine how cute he is it's all right steve we appreciate you really opening it up to us there that was awful oh there we go my girlfriend i just got got a puppy it looked like it was anytime we can get an animal on screen how about it that does work every time james fisher jr puts his dog up uh what's the dog's name andrew uh turnip yeah all right everybody we're gonna go around the horn and uh whatever you want to plug go ahead and so actually steve we got the spotlight on you right now buddy what do you want to plug before oh yeah just follow me on social it's just my name it's written down there steve solberg s-o-e-l-b-e-r-g all right. Whatever you use, I'll uh, I'll be on it. Okay. With my name. I, all right. And you can also check out Steve's dry bar special if you want to. Oh yeah, yeah. Find me on dry bar. I got a couple specials. Hey. <laughs> I forget you. that I do this for work. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Steve. All right, Jeannie Dugan. How about you? Uh, yeah. Follow me on Instagram at Jeannie.Dugan. Fantastic, Mary Gallagher. What would you like to plug? Yeah, I'm on, um, my handle is my friend Mary on Instagram and Twitter. Fantastic, will do. And then Calvin Evans, uh, what would you like to plug, sir? Uh, you can follow me at Calvin Evans Comedy on Instagram and go to CalvinEvansComedy.com and buy a t-shirt. I printed up a bunch of t-shirts and nobody bought them. So buy a t-shirt <laughs> and, and watch, watch my half hour uh, epic special on my website. Yeah. All right, fantastic, Calvin. And Mr. Rolfo, what would you like to plug, sir? I'm just at Andrew underscore Rolfo on everything. And then uh, twitch.tv slash Andrew Rolfo game on there. So watch me there. All right, comedians. uh, I want to thank each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you for all the amazing work uh, that that you do with me on on the corporate shows. I I can't express how much it means to me uh, and how professional all of you are. So thank you guys very, very much for being on the show. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of the show. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week, same time, Thursday, 7 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Central. Uh, I've been your host, Pat Truer, and uh, make sure to follow all these comedians tonight. Thank you so much, everybody. Comedians, have a great night. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Thanks, Pat. That's the episode, everybody. 
This podcast is brought to you by Truer Laughs. Check out truerlaughs.com, T-R-E-U-E-R-L-A-U-G-H-S.com. To see when our next live recording will be, thanks all for tuning in. Like, subscribe, spread the word. Thank you very much, everybody.